Hello and welcome into the Road Trippin' series on your favorite football podcast. I'm James, and alongside me today is a good friend of mine that we went to I went to college with, um, and he is a Dallas Cowboys fan. Yes. So this is, makes for an interesting episode. Oh my goodness! Um, but his name is Nene. Um, Nene, go ahead and tell us how did you become a fan of the Cowboys? Oh my goodness! Well, first off, hello and thank you for having me on here. It's been a been a pleasure. I'm not. I'm not someone that's like too adept to the whole podcast field, but I'm glad to at least. Neither are we. Neither are we. <laughs> Neither are we. Well, that's good. Um, fit fit right in. But no, to answer your question, um, when it comes to, I guess being a cowboy fan, it takes me all the way back to when I was growing up. So, um, I know you know, but um, anyone that's listening is might not know that. Uh, well, I'm from Texas. I was born and raised in Dallas, and I lived in East Texas up until high school before I moved to Mount Vernon, Ohio. And eventually met you at college at MVNU. Well, my dad grew up watching the Cowboys. And so naturally, that just followed suit. And I would watch the Cowboys too when they'd be on. And he had Madden, I want to say, 02 for like the PC, I think. (laughs) And so he would always play as the Cowboys on the computer. And whenever I would pop in there and be like, yo, dad, what's up? And keep in mind, I'm like five at this time. He would he'd be having the the Cowboys on playing. So I just picked it up after that. And believe it or not, he actually doesn't watch the Cowboys anymore. He doesn't watch NFL in general. Ever since the whole Colin Kaepernick kneeling thing went on, he just stopped altogether. And so like I'm the only person in my family that just avidly still represents the Dallas Cowboys. And I know it's a hard label to wear it sometimes. So Oh yeah, I mean it's definitely a hard label considering I mean, let's go right into it. This past season, they won six games um, in the worst division in football. I mean, the NFC least. So, I mean, you said it perfectly. The least. I mean, goodness gracious. I mean, the the, the playoff team where won seven games last year. So going, let's go back in the time machine, Nene, and let's go through that six win season. I mean, they start off losing to the Rams in a close game, losing by three. Um, And then you win a close one against Atlanta, but then, you know, it just kind of goes downhill from there. You had one win pretty much for five to six weeks, and Mm -hmm. we all know about the Prescott injury. I mean, so what were your emotions like throughout last season? Obviously, couldn't have been that great. So as any Cowboy fan, you know (laughs) how passionate we get when it comes to sports. So naturally, when the season starts and, you know, we get a chance to look at our schedule, we're – I would say overly optimistic to a fault at how well we'll perform for the season. And so naturally I follow I follow that trend. Like I'm super excited for another Dallas Cowboys season. I'd love to see them go to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl, make the playoffs. <laughs> so gotta do that first. But um when when week one rolls around, like you know the whole implications with the Rams, like that's their brand new stadium that they're playing their very first game in. And so, yeah. like, they're coming in, obviously, first game of the season as well for them. But, like, they're coming in with this expectation of, oh, yeah, we've got to get this win to cement ourselves. Like, first win, first game in the stadium. And so that is uh, that's probably what their mentality was. But from a Cowboys perspective, like, it's the first game of the season. You know, you want to get the dub. You want to start off strong. And so... It was a close game, but just weren't able to do it. So I don't know what it was. I mean, clearly Prescott wasn't injured at that time yet. So yeah. it, it's honestly, 
the answer is going to be the same as I'm going to give to you for probably every single game of that season. The god-awful, atrocious defense. I mean, we, we all know it. They, they, could, they could get exposed by anyone. Well, I mean, we uh, as a fellow Jaguar fan, I know a thing or two about atrocious defenses. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, also I think you had to look into, I mean, when Dak Prescott was behind center, they were in a lot of the games. I think they only had one double-digit loss, which came to, from the Browns um, yeah. in week four. But other than that, I mean, they only lost by seven and one and, you know, and three. So it, it, that makes a difference, obviously, when your franchise quarterback goes down, especially when your your replacements are Andy Dalton, who hasn't had a really good season in probably, what, five mm-hmm. years at the minimum. I will I, argue, though, he's probably – this is the dumbest thing I've probably ever said, but he's probably the best backup quarterback at the time of that year, but still, backup quarterback, and it's Andy Dalton, so still pretty terrible. Yeah, but I mean, and and Dalton, I mean, I think he either gets hurt or benched because Danushi comes in and then Gilbert yeah. comes in and just. Well, on our fourth string at that point, like I, I can remember when we were playing the Steelers. I think I, I think I took a nap that game because it was the Steelers. You know, they were undefeated at that time before the, um, before the running game got exposed and. uh I just did not have any expectations for him. And then when I came back, I swear it was the fourth quarter, saw that we were, like, winning or, like, very close to winning. I can't remember what the score was. But with our fourth-string quarterback, yeah, what? Oh, Nothing I mean, spells hey. bad <laughs> like a fourth-string quarterback. Hey, I mean, I also know a thing. I mean, Jake Luton. Uh, threw a touchdown pass against the Steelers. Um, that was about the only good thing we had in that game. Yeah. But, I mean, just throwaway season, right, for the Cowboys. I mean, your, your franchise bad. quarterback goes down within the first six weeks of the season. And then, you know, like you said, your defense was already bad. So, I mean, yeah. so those two things combined meant you weren't going to win a lot of football games. But the sad thing is, entering late in the year, I mean, they put together three straight. three. They won their last three of the four. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, hopefully – they can get back on the right track into the season. Um, but now, I mean, you have your franchise guy going into free agency. You re-signed Dak Prescott. So, yeah, dude. That was I mean, a crazy deal. You had to, be happy. you had to be happy about that. Oh, of course. I mean, who wouldn't be happy? Like, yeah. the guy was on pace. For, again, this is ridiculous to say. Up until week five, he was putting up, like, yeah. MVP numbers for those five weeks, regardless of whether or not the team was being able to pull out with Ws and wins. But he was doing really well up until that point, so hopefully he'll be on a revenge tour next season. But that whole that whole ordeal with him not getting signed, or maybe maybe him getting signed, like what was the whole deal with the back and forth? Like that deal should have been done like two, three years ago, but they just weren't able to pull through. I don't know what it was, but well, I think we're entering a day and age to where it's it's so wishy washy. And plus, I think when you have Jerry Jones as the owner slash GM. It's already going to be a news news story, right? And then oh, your yeah. Dallas Cowboys. And, oh yeah. And it really, I think the thing with that was you're absolutely correct. That should have been done maybe a year or two earlier. Mm-hmm. But it's the Cowboys, and it's the mainstream media yeah. feeling that fire. I mean, mm-hmm. you know how it is when it's the off season. I mean, for crying out loud, Nene, they were talking about a hype video that didn't have Dak Prescott. Like, oh, they that a- oh my goodness, that scared me so much. And so, like, I'm going. So I'm working out at the time when I get the when I get the news that Dak Prescott has not been added to the 2021 hype video. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, whoever is in their social media department needs to be fired. (laughs) Also, not only that, but why are you creating a 2021 hype video and the draft ain't even happened yet? 
That's we're also not even close true. to the like, dude, they, they didn't like we didn't know Keanu Neal was gonna be that's his name, right? Keanu Neal. Yes. Okay, I just wanted to make sure I said that right because he's you know he's new to the team and everything. But yeah, the, we didn't even have Keanu Neal yet. Like, how are we gonna know? Like at that point, we probably thought we were still gonna get Patrick Sertain, but you know, um, life happens. Life happens. Well, I mean, Denver trade. I mean, Denver went and got Pat Sertain. So I mean. You can't be too upset at Dallas. I'm not that. too upset from knowing like how one okay, beforehand I didn't know who Keanu Neal was because I was so busy like scouting out Patrick Sotain because from the way the draft looked, it didn't really seem like anyone was gonna try and trade up or like especially to get Patrick Sotain. Like assessing everyone's needs from the draft, it seemed like everyone was pretty heavy set on either their quarterback or or their wide receiver, or maybe a running back, because all those teams needed it badly. But sure enough, there comes Broncos, Denver at the nine pick, taking Patrick Sertain. I had my friend, he's a Browns fan, and when we were FaceTiming back and forth when that pick was made, I kid you not, I was screaming. (laughs) Screaming. And then when pick 10 came around, saw that they went down, got a third pick out of it, um, to let you know the Giants and the Eagles come through. Saw that uh, uh, Devonte Devonte is it Devonta? Is Devonte Smith? Devonte. I mean, Smith. it depends who you ask, but okay. I, I say Devonte. Devonte Smith going to the Eagles. Well, great. Now he's in our division. Now, granted, it's still the Eagles in the NFC lease, but like <laughs> he ain't no scrub, boy. Well, what the freaking Heisman? Yeah, but the problem with that is, Nate, is they don't have a quarterback to throw to him right now. I mean, you got Jalen Hurts, but uh, he's... I think Jalen Hurts is going to be better than what people give him credit for, but I'm not going to go out on a limb and say he's no playoff Philly special-looking Nick Foles type person. He's definitely not at that stage yet. You just said a cuss word in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. You just said a cuss word in my own home here because – Nick Foles, I get nightmares still about that experiment. Oh, oh, but, I'm sure. but I see where you're coming I'm from. Sure. I mean, it, it's just a bad spot if you're a Philly fan because not only do you have the one of the you're in the worst division of football, so oh, it's yeah. a very winnable division. But you're you're on a roll with a guy that you don't know can do it, and, and no fault in his own. He looked okay in the games he was in. He mm-hmm. he got benched wrongfully in the last game of the year, which still flabbergasted. Yeah, but, still flabbergasted. But no, I mean the Dallas Cowboys end up getting Michael Parsons with the 12th pick in the NFL draft. I mean, I know you want to certain, but the Michael Parsons is a pretty good linebacker. He flies all over the football field, and I think it's going to be great for that defense. We need it. Listen, the second that we picked up that defensive coordinator, the second that I noticed how many picks we were using for our defense, I knew something good was going to come out of it. Now, I try and be as realistic as I can, James. I try. When it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. But, you know, being a fan, that's just not a possibility. It's like in our blood to be overly optimistic. But finally seeing some actual moves being made for this defense gets me excited. Because now it's not a question of, oh, we have a problem that we're clearly not fixing. It's if we have a problem, now we have to go in and figure out what it is. Like... Honestly, I would rather be the team that has a problem that we have to solve than a problem that we know the issue and we're neglecting it. That's just me. 
Also, I want to correct myself on the record. I said Keanu Neal, like thinking he was the guy that we drafted, but we clearly drafted Micah Parsons. I've been so ingrained in like NBA right now that I'm not even like paying attention to NFL since we're still in the offseason. But I just wanted to correct myself on the record there, <laughs> as you can tell. Um, but when it comes, like, looking at the entire season, it's still so hard for me because like we're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. And even though we're making all of these moves, it's still so hard to envision that. Like, I'm telling you, at best, once again, the best we'll probably get is the second round of the playoffs. We'll get to the division round and we'll choke. Something's going to happen. Something's going to give. And we're going to lose it. I don't know who that's going to be to. I don't know if that's going to be to Tom Brady because week one's going to be a clear depiction of whether or not we're going to be able to play against that team especially considering they re-signed their entire roster, or at least the people that were free agents, from what I remember. Well, they pretty much brought everybody back. And and I want to get your opinion on this when it comes to the Buccaneers. I know one thing I said on the show here is that just because they brought everyone back, yes, they're going to be the favorites because they just hoisted the Lombardi Trophy. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be good. I mean, because now everyone knows what you what you have, what you're going to use schematically-wise. I mean, it doesn't always mean you're going to go run it back. I mean, the Chiefs went to the Super Bowl but didn't run it back. I mean, it's hard to go back-to-back even if you bring everybody back. Yeah, I mean, I think for any sports it's really hard to go back-to-back, especially the NFL. Like, when was the last time we had – the last time we had back-to-back was 2003-04 Patriots, right? Let's see. Like, I can't even remember a team that even went to the Super Bowl back-to-back much less a team that won back-to-back. Like, I know Brady's been in the mix, like, every few years, but, oh, my goodness, it's just, what was, oh, um, Brady went back-to-back in 16 and 17, but he lost to, to um, I don't know how you feel about profanity on here, but. I don't care. Big Dick Nick. <laughs> Big Dick Nick in the Philly Special. Um, again, you cussed my house. Yeah, um, awesome. Nick Foles. Yeah, I mean, come on, dude. I mean, we look. I get nightmares from. Here's the here's the thing. I tell my co-host: don't bring up Nick Foles and don't bring up Toby Gerhardt. All right. <laughs> oh, I I wish I had to preface that point. I would have steered clear. Look, I would have steered clear. Toby Gerhardt's worse because I watched that man go on a first and goal, couldn't get on the one yard line, couldn't get in the end zone on three tries. Um, nightmares from that, but you know what? I forgive you because you're you're the guest on the show. Thank you. And you, I mean, I'm gonna forgive you anyway. You're a friend of mine, but um, I can't really. You're right. Tom Brady went to back to back in um 2018, 2019, Philadelphia mm-hmm. when they beat the Rams. They lost to Philly. I'm trying to find the last time there was a back to back winner. I think it was Brady in 03 and 04. Um, if I'm not mistaken. Um, let's see. Let me let's see what this article says. It's hard to find like articles that just tell you an answer. They make you read it. Yeah, they make you read the whole thing. Usually, I look up like past. You are Super absolutely Bowl. correct. Oh three, oh four. Super Bowls thirty eight and thirty nine. Um, the last time to do it before then was nineteen ninety seven, ninety eight. Denver Broncos. So the Broncos, really? Trail. Did, well, we got to remember we did the John Elway Trail Davis Broncos. That was pretty good. Um, you know, That's and they probably could have done it in '96, but the Jaguars beat them in Mile High. Um, you know, I had to say that for all the Broncos fans out there. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's crazy though. I mean, you're over here talking about second round of the playoffs. 
do they even make the playoffs? I mean, this schedule, I mean, you said, I mean, like you Let said. Let me pull up the schedule again because I can walk you through. So let's walk through it. I have it pulled up right um, here. So um, I'm, I'm going to be as honest and transparent so as with you. I'm gonna have, I'll leave. I'll let you keep track of the record. I'll okay. I'll tell you the games. I got. Okay. The, I already got it on the handy dandy ESPN. All here. right. All right. So oh, obviously we alluded to the opener, um, the league opener on Thursday night, September 9th at Tampa Bay. I mean, uh, we're gonna win all 17 games. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. So maybe in Madden. <laughs> maybe in Madden, but. if I can get my game up. But it it's so hard because it's so hard for me. To say that we would ever win that game because there's so many implications that are coming from this. It's the Super Bowl reigning champions. It's Tom Brady going into his what twenty something season. I I, I I don't even know. The man's going to turn what forty four, forty five this year. I think and it's forty three. So not that. only have they brought everybody back. But, the, but Brady wants to win an eighth. Brady does not look like he's ready to be done yet. Now, his body may say something different sooner or later, but his mindset's not saying that. And that's what we're hearing. And that's what's being portrayed. Now, on the other side of the football, you have the Dallas Cowboys who you got Dak Prescott. And this man's on a revenge tour. At least that's what we're being told here. So we'll see how that holds up as well. But for right now, I'm going to say an L. And we're going to start the season off 0-1 as much as I hate to say it. Well, I think a lot of that too is you gotta remember this is gonna be the first time a full stadium in Tampa Bay after winning the Super Bowl. They didn't have a full stadium yeah. last year at all. Yeah. So, you know, it looks like fans are gonna be back. That's a huge implication. I didn't even think that's of that. a huge deal. I mean, they're gonna be amped up. Tampa Bay, when they're good, their fans are rowdy. So, I mean, they're gonna be firing the cannons that they're gonna be firing all cylinders, and I think I'm I'm agree with you here. I think that's a loss for the, the Dallas yeah, Cowboys. It's pretty certain. As much as I wanna say it like, oh, it stinks, but that's that's going to be an L. It doesn't get any better there this week two, Nene. They got uh, the Los Angeles Chargers there at a 425 kickoff. They had to go to the West Coast. Um, I mean, that's the, I mean, I don't know about you, but that's going to be tough. I'm going to be honest with you. I think we're going to pull through with that one. See, if that had been our game one, I would have told you that's going to be a win. But since we're coming off of a hard loss and hopefully Dak Prescott is still hyped up to be back playing football as much as he is, I think that one's going to pull out and that'll be a – That'll even add out this uh, with a one-one. I mean, it's very winnable. I mean, I think obviously the one that thing that scares you the most is Derwin James is going to make it a comeback for the Chargers. You got Joey Bosa coming back. I mean, and Justin Herbert is no scrub. No, when he's Herbert his had over, year. I think, had thirty plus touchdowns last yeah. year, his rookie year. But at the same token, I mean, again, they that's a team that you can beat. I mean, they're yeah, it, they're not a, and they're not unstoppable. They ain't the Chiefs. Game. But um, okay. So you're are you saying winning that game? Yeah, that's a, we're at one uh, one for now. One and one. All right. So week week three, you got a Monday night outing against the Philadelphia Eagles. Eight fifteen kickoff Sunday night. Is that that's a no? That's, that's a Monday, Monday. That's football. a Monday. You said Monday too. Um, Monday night football. I mean, do I even have to say we're gonna win that game? Like it's gonna be two and one. Who who do they have? Is unless Jalen Hurts is gonna throw two or three touchdowns to Devontae Smith, I don't see that game going their way at all. And it, it might take some time for that connection to even get going. And mm-hmm. the thing with Devontae Smith is I think he's a very good playmaker, but there's not really a lot of weapons around that offense per so when it comes to Devontae Smith is if he's the only guy that's a viable option for Hurts. You're gonna take him away because all all things are pointing that Zach Ertz is gonna be gone out of Philly. By yeah, the, I mean before even OTAs and well actually before training camp in August. 
So who knows what the, the Philadelphia Eagles is going to look like. But I, I'll go with you. I think that's going to be a win for you yep. guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're at 2-1 right now. That's after week three. So week four. You got the Carolina Panthers on a 1 o'clock kickoff. I mean, 3-1. and one. I, I, what, what and who do they have? I mean, Christian McCaffrey is going to come back, and he's going to put up some monster numbers. But I don't know like who else. He's going to get his. But is the rest of the team going to pull through? I think it really depends on not only Christian McCaffrey there, but I think it depends on Sam Darnold. I think that's a, that's a big question mark. Was Sam Darnold bad, or was it the Jets organization organization exactly. putting him in a bad situation? And that's the same situation we're going to look at when it comes to Matthew Stafford this year. Was Matthew Stafford a product of the system, or was he just not as good as we thought he was? So, I mean, I mean it's, it's a big thing. Same thing with Jared Goff. I mean, it's it, there's a lot of question marks with a lot of. I mean, I think he's bad, but I, I think he's bad. I, okay, I don't want to say bad. I feel terrible saying that to oh, him, but man. personally, I don't think he was the greatest player. I think the team that he had built around him and Sean McVay being as great of a coach as he is at such a young age is really what brought him to be the quarterback he was. Yeah, you always hear the term system quarterback, and some people like to throw it around with Baker Mayfield, but I think a perfect example of a system quarterback is Jared Goff. Absolutely agree. And even then, toward the end of his stint in the Rams uniform, he couldn't even do well in the system. So I agree with you 100% there. So move along to the New York Giants. Um, It's 4-1, and one, baby. What's Daniel Jones going to do? Make a break for it and trip on his own self? I think I, I can see them losing that game. Just really? Be, yeah, because, I mean, Daniel Jones. Saquon Barkley's back. If Saquon's back, you're hoping if you're a Giants fan, the defense is better. Um, but, if, I mean, if, can Daniel Jones make the leap? I mean, this is a make it or break it year for Daniel Jones, you would think. Yeah, I mean, it really is. Season, we're, not, right? we're not in a COVID year. You can't make that excuse. You, you you have Saquon back. You have the weapons that you do have. So if you can't produce, it's time for them to start shopping. Yeah, absolutely. Um, going into week six, you have so the, right now. I okay. So you have them. I have them. You have them three and two. Three I have two. them four and one. So then we're going into week six. It's a are we at New England? At New England. We're four at o'clock. New England. Ooh. I think that's a loss. I. I'm thinking at this point you see Mac Jones starting. I don't think honestly. I think Mac Jones will probably start week one. I don't think Cam Newton's seen the field. This is hard, James. This is really I mean, hard. you got to remember last year too. Is I'm and I'm not trying to here's why I'm gonna sway say. you, but they were seven and nine last year with a bad offense. Their defense is coming back a lot. They had a lot of COVID opt outs last year, and they, did, yeah. they spent. Hella money. On they, yeah, I'm about to say, J- Jerry Jones, uh, Bill Belichick, uh, Bill Bella Dollars. Or he spent bills. I don't know. I can't find a good analogy. Bill spent this. bills. Bill spent bills, for sure. Um, I am saying a loss not, because uh, Bill Belichick needs to respond. He let Tom Brady go. He did not treat Tom Brady like the – like the best player in the world, as he should have been. He did not let him make the decisions decisions that he should have, excuse me. And as a result of that, he's now facing the consequences of us being able to look at it from a one-on-one perspective. Who really was the reason for the Patriots' success? Was it Tom Brady or was it Bill Belichick? I don't, I don't doubt that either one of them was ridiculously phenomenal in their position. But at the end of the day, we're going to look and see which one was better. And right, right now, 
it's really leaning towards Tom Brady. So well, right Bill now it is, needs but I think I think this is the year he has to respond. And I think if he goes out and does really well this year, I think even a playoff berth that makes you wonder. Um, but going, you have the bye week, week seven. So going into bye week, I said. So I say three and three. You say uh, going into the bye week. I'm I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna say four and two. Four and two. One, two, three, four. So you have them beating the Giants. You had them beating. I have them going on a four-win streak against the the Chargers, Panthers, Eagles, and Giants, and they're going to take an L against uh, buh, 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 New England. So that's going to be four-two going into the bye week. They're coming out against. Wow, they're coming out on Sunday Night Football against. So this is where just looking at it, I think this is where a lot of your losses come from. I mean, you. you I'm come... gonna be honest with you, I. I, I'm, re- I'm ready to talk some of this because I honestly was even hesitant about saying that we were going to lose against, uh, what was it, the New England Patriots. So I'm really interested to see some of this. I mean, you start off out of the bye week on Halloween night, Sunday night football, Minnesota Vikings. Oh, my goodness. We have the Halloween game. We have the Halloween Sunday night football game. Yes. Yo, now that I'm like looking at this, dude, I'm about to like plan some Halloween party for that. So yeah, so you got the Halloween night game against Minnesota. Obviously, depends on what Kirk Cousins can do this year, but Dalvin Cook's a monster. That defense should be better, and you still got Adam Thielen to deal with. That's true. Hear me out when I say this. I think he's still there. Hear I, me I don't out think when I say this. Made. We're winning that game confidently. I'm not saying we're gonna win by. We're not winning by 15. I'm not saying we're going to win by 10, but we're going to win that game, and it's going to be a good one. We managed to beat them last year with an amazing catch from C.D. Lamb without Dak Prescott. Yeah, I think it's different this year. I think Kirk Cousins has to step up. I think he has to Mm. earn his money. And whether he does it or not, I don't know. And the thing that makes me hesitant at the pick the Vikings here is it's Kirk Cousins on primetime football. So I'm going to say that they're going to beat the Cowboys – just because I don't know what the Cowboys have to defend the duo of Adam Thielen and Justin yeah, Jefferson. Okay. And also, if Dalvin Cook's healthy at this and time. And if Dalvin Cook, because that man's a monster. And um, then November so 7th. Got, okay, so sitting that out right now. Actually, let's go through two more, and then we'll assess where we're at right okay, now. Okay, so the very next game, week nine, you have the Denver Broncos at home. That's a win. That's, come on. That's we're a, not even playing games that's here. A that's a dub. And then you, then you go – you stay at home to take on the Atlanta Falcons week 10. Another win. I think it's a loss. How are we losing to the Atlanta Falcons without a Julio Jones, without the defensive coordinator? Well, I, and the reason. And, I, and they choke. They choke. I agree with that. But they, I, I guess for me is, is Matt Ryan still not a bad quarterback? No, he's not. Yes, you're losing Julio Jones, but. You still have Calvin Ridley. Oh yeah, and also Ridley's you still just a beast. and you just drafted a monster in Kyle Pitts. So I forgot about Kyle. So Pitts. do I think they're going to go and is, is it a game that I think Dallas can win? Yes, but is it also a game I can see the Atlanta Falcons sneaking in a one to two point victory? Yes, just like we snuck in a one to two point victory on them last year. Yes. See that that also gives me all the more confidence that that game is going to be a win because. If you can go up by 20 points and lose... It's a different regime. I think that's the big deal. Is It's it's a different regime, and they're going to emphasize on finishing. I mean, I, I can't believe that wasn't emphasis before. I mean, even at the high school level, you preach winning. You're finishing. Finishing hard. Finishing strong. 
and the they, moment you let off the gas pedal you're is done. when you lose. And but, they've had a history of that. I don't know why it doesn't click for them to, I don't know, not do that. They lost a Super Bowl because of it. But that that's another story for another day. So where we're sitting at right now. So you have them coming out with a loss on that one. So I think I'm at four and let's see, that's be week ten, so nine games. I'm at four and five. Okay, I'm at one, two, three, four. I'm at seven and two right now. <laughs> I'm at seven and two, and I was gonna give you the Eng- the New England Patriots L. I really think we're pulling out with that one. Now here's where I'm really about to. Cr- here's where I'm about to start crying. Okay, the Chiefs are gonna beat you guys by thirty points. <laughs> the, New- the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I don't think anyone. I think everyone and their grandma knows that that is going to. Be a massacre on when? When is it? Is it Sunday? Sunday, November twenty first. Sunday, November. Oh my goodness! Is that the? No, it's the weekend before the Thanksgiving. Oh, thank so, Jesus! I was about to say, oh my goodness, that's my girlfriend's birthday. Well, that's gonna be a sad day. <laughs> I guess I won't be watching that. <laughs> so yeah, I think. I mean, we both agree they're losing to that game. Of course, I don't so, think anyone would, would disagree. And then you. You stay in the same division, the AFC West, and you take on the Las Vegas Raiders in a do-or-die year for, well, a must-win year for John uh, John Gruden. Um, it's Thanksgiving. We're coming out with that win. I'm not again, that one's going to be a tough one, but we're going to pull through. I think that one will actually sway our way a little bit more. I'm going to agree that. with you, but not because it's Thanksgiving. But I think Amari Cooper is going to go in there and try to light it up against the older team. Oh yeah, he's and got some bad blood. He's got, bad he's got some bad blood. And and look, I mean, it's it's with the Raiders, man. It's just they're so wishy washy. Consistent, and, man. They and honestly, dude, John Gruden is. I mean, he has not been the coach that we all thought he would be this stint. I mean, no. he has not really done much to that team. He had so many draft picks. He has time to develop. He's had time to change it around, and they just haven't done it. So I'm going to go with the Cowboys here because I think Amari Cooper is going to have a great yep. game. Yeah. Um, Thursday night football, December. We're playing the New Orleans Saints. Um, you don't have to tell me where we're going to be for that one, but we're not pulling through there. <laughs> um, you're in New Orleans, and I do think you pull through. Really? There's no Drew Brees. It's a it's a whole. If I had to, if I had to make the prediction today, June second, I think you have a chance to pull through. Really? Just because who's their quarterback? Jameis um, who throws thirty interceptions no, 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 no. or Taysom Hill? I, it's gonna be Taysom Hill. But that team looked different when he was behind the center last year. If so, they need to pull, th- I, I I don't know. I have a lot of faith in Taysom Hill. I don't. I still don't know why any. I don't. I don't. I got to take a minute here. If you're an NFL team and you have Jameis Winston on your roster, mm-hmm. I, I, I want someone to go into your front office and have a talk. I really would like to have a talk so, to understand what you guys are doing there. Well, let me see if I can back him up here a little bit. I think when you look at Jameis Winston, I think we all look at the glaring 30 interceptions, which rightfully so. 30 interceptions, 30 interceptions. My gosh, but dang, bro. do you forget they had 30 touchdowns? That's the and, – And the thing with Jameis is it's hard to make excuses for him because he did have weapons. He had Mike Evans. He, I mean, he had – look at the team that Tom Brady just took to the Super Bowl. But 
they brought him in on a one-year deal last year, like $1 million. I mean, it was cheap. It was yeah, like the bare cheap. minimum you could give your um, a veteran almost. I think the bare minimum was like 875000 so right above bare minimum. And then he learns on the Drew Brees. Now he comes in, makes it a little bit more money, and now he's in a quarterback battle. What's the – is it the answer? Absolutely not. No. But – what other outlets did they have? You're not. You don't have enough. You're the Saints. You're in salary cap hell. You're not going to go and trade for Aaron Rodgers. You can't trade for. Russell oh no, Wilson. they're not. No, no, you they're can't, not going to get any one of them. Okay, and you were you picked high in the draft, so you don't have any capital to trade up in the draft to get one of those quarterbacks. So really, you had no other option. So right now, Jameis is better than a lot of the options that are on the table because there is no other options on the table. I honestly think Taysom Hill. He's. I think what you told me with Jameis Winston is the same thing that uh, Drew Brees gave to Taysom Hill, and the man can run the football. He can run the football. He's the dual threat quarterback. Yeah, but if you watch the games he was in, it wasn't. It didn't stand out. It was okay. That's because we're comparing it to Drew Brees, though. No one's gonna beat. No, like if you take even if you take that out of it, I mean, I look at it: Are you winning games, and are you? And does it often sound mm. good? Um, and it wasn't the same. I mean, it obviously ain't gonna be the same without Drew Brees. But they beat the Dallas Cowboys one well, year with Taysom. Um, okay, so is everyone else? Yeah, All right. Cool. So moving along to the Washington football team on December twelfth, um, pulling through. Man, you guys play Washington week fourteen and sixteen. Talk about weird. Talk about back to like almost almost back, back to, to back. back. Like that's really so. Weird. I'm gonna go ahead and save us time. I think Washington. I think you guys split with Washington this year. You think we split? I okay. I will agree that we're gonna split with one of our three division teams this year, but I think it's gonna be Philadelphia. I don't. I think. You and I think it's gonna be that last game of the year that we're gonna take that final L. I think that we're gonna pull through both um, Washington football teams with a dub. We're gonna breeze past Daniel Jones and the Giants once again. That one they might put up a little bit more of a fight, but. It's still going to come out as a win. And if I had to go through down to week 17, Cardinals, I mean, I'm I'm not going to put up a fight there. We're losing that one. And then Eagles will come through with two final L's in the season. And that's when people are going to start to question whether or not the Cowboys are going to be able to hold through. But we'll see where we're at. I mean, so you, you have them at a, just an outstanding record. I mean, one, two, three. I mean... <laughs> I mean, I get, maybe I am one of those optimistic Cowboys that are overly over the top. One, two, three, I mean, four. To your defense, five, Nene, six, off the air before we started recording, I was seven, talking about how Jacksonville is going to go 3 0 in the first three games. So eight. I, I'm with you there. But you know what, though? If you don't have optimism, it's hard to go into an NFL season after this long offseason without any optimism. What's the yeah. fun in having? I mean, what's the fun of being the Texans right now? I mean, yeah, I, hate, dude, I would not want to be like, I'm so glad I was born in Dallas and not Houston. Holy moly. That's a, me- that's a PR mess. I do not want to be my, be in. No, it is because you don't know what's going to happen day to day. We don't really get into the legal things on this show, but it's hard to look, not look at what that organization is going to be like if, and ultimately when Deshaun Watson is not playing for them. I mean, it's just, I think they missed a window to trade them. And now they don't. They're probably not going to get anything for them worth of value. So it's going to be. It's kind of. It's upsetting if you're a Houston fan to realize, man, we got this to be look forward to. And everyone's leaving too. JJ left. Bobby, no, Deshaun wants to leave, but 
man's in a mess. He Lord knows what's going to happen there. So, I mean, JJ Watt. I mean, I, I Raceland loves the signing of JJ Watt, but he was getting older. He's not the same JJ Watt that he was, but it's. I mean, he's still better than what you it's, have on the it's roster. Still a good pickup, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, the thing with Arizona though is they're getting older. Like it's not they're getting older in their lineup. Yeah, you got Fitzgerald, you got JJ Watt. I mean, I mean, I don't know a lot of the people on that roster, but the other three that I know are pretty relatively young. So yeah, and if you want to listen to Rayson's reaction on what Arizona did in the offseason in the uh, in the draft. He, we, we went into a little bit of that on the draft recap where we talked about Raceland kicking over a chair when oh, they picked man. Zayvon Collins, and he threatened to leave on us. He threatened to leave. So, but, I mean, oh, yeah, it was hilarious. I mean, he, he swears he didn't kick over the chair, but he kicked it, and I swear he went like 10 feet. Oh, so sheesh. angry Raceland was not – it was hilarious race. on my end. But, you know, it's – uh yeah. I mean, if you're the Cowboys, though, I mean, Mike McCarthy's second year – Coming into this year. Dude, what happened to him, bro? I thought we were going to get – I was so excited for Mike McCarthy. A Super Bowl winning quarterback, which obviously Jason Garrett didn't have under his belt. But he had the potential of one. I, I don't – Tony Romo was not the great quarterback like everyone makes him out to be. But he did almost take you there. I mean, I think obviously what stands out is the um, – the missed opportunities and the bigger moments that Tony Romo didn't oh goodness, yeah, get, get, that, but it, it hurts so bad. That what was it? Well, when that he, catch. Well, and you got the catch, but then you also well, oh, the dead catch. Well, the one I'm talking about is when it was the it was I'm shaking it, my head was it right the now. field goal attempt or the extra point when he oh, no, fumbled no, the snap? No, I can't. I okay. Fun fact: I wasn't even watching NFL at that point. Like that was like a year before I started watching. And as I went back to watch that play, I was – it hurt. Like, that – like, I'm sure you had those moments with um, the Jacksonville Jaguars where those just – like, they hurt you. And, man, I'm so, so glad I wasn't there for that one. But that pass catch, that hurt me. So, as a Jaguar fan, I mean, obviously, a lot of our glory days came in the 90s. But so, like – but even in the 90s, I don't recall, like, one play that – stood out because we look at the obviously the 99 game against the Tennessee Titans yeah. we got it was a blow it was 30 to 24 it was it was it was kind of it wasn't very close at the end um but obviously the play that everyone talks about if you're a Jaguar fans that Miles Jack wasn't down um I'm actually not familiar with that play but I'm also not a Jags fan well it, it was an ASC championship game and there was a fumble on the play. Seventeen, right? Seventeen. Oh, okay. So this is the recent one. Okay. Yeah, it was the most recent one. There was a fumble on the play, and Miles Jack recovers the ball, and he kind of recovered it and rolled on his butt, and he got up to run the other way. It was open grass. I mean, he was going to score a touchdown, and the referees called it down. They didn't let the ball go. They they caught him down. So that means it didn't matter, even if it went to review. It did go. I think it did go to review, but he was down on the spot. They can't say, "Well, he would have scored." Who would have they played in the Super Bowl that year? Was it the that, was, that was the Philly year? That, that was, was the Philly. That was the Philly year. Yeah, that yes. been a weird. Yeah. I mean, it's not like Brady was going to win, so I mean, you might as well have gone. I mean, we. I mean, I think we could have beat Philly that year. I think that. Yeah, team, I believe and, it. And, and people fail to realize is we were winning that game until the final five minutes and forty some seconds, and then and also if Miles Jack wasn't down, stands. 
We're up by three possessions, I believe. I think it would have been like 20 to 7. We're up by quite a bit of two, at least two possessions. And also, what people also don't fail to realize is there was an awful, awful unnecessary roughness. I think it was unnecessary roughness on Barry Church mm. when he just hit Rob Gronkowski. And that set him up for a touchdown, which, you know, the referees are partying in the end zone, like partying USA Miley Cyrus. <laughs> but, you know, and, but I'm not trying to make it about the Jaguars. But, yeah, when you come – when you talk about the Cowboys and Roma, that play is the one that stands out. Yeah, it hurts for sure. But, yeah, so overall with the season, I've got them winning 11 games. If they So 11 and 6. I got them going 11 and 6. If I wanted to be superly optimistic, I got them winning – I got them winning. They're not 13 winning games. Well, I'm about to say they win 13. Got, <laughs> I got you know, them winning 13. You know, head. Oh my goodness, dude! I I swear, I it's a love hate relationship being a Cowboys fan because, I mean, we're everywhere. We're like I think Stephen A. Smith put it. Uh, we're like cockroaches. A nuclear bomb could drop, and the only thing that's going to stay alive are cockroaches and cowboy fans. Well, because they are everywhere. I mean, they're one of the most historic franchises in the NFL. And when you talk about most recognizable logos in the history of sports, period, it's the star. That star. But also, when it comes to that, I mean, you haven't really done much since the, no. eight, since the 90s. No, our playoff drought is old enough. No. no I mean, it our Super Bowl drought. Yeah. Is old enough to buy a beer. Let that sink in. So are a lot of teams. I mean, it's. But when you're the Dallas Cowboys, labeled as America's team. <coughs> Excuse me. They're not America's team anymore. They're not. Easily, you could. Actually, no. I'm going to take that comment back because I don't want to say openly that they're not a mixed team because I hold that close to my heart. But you make a very good point for it. Honestly, if anyone was going to be, it'd be the New England Patriots from what they've done over the last two decades. If we're going to make a case for who would be rather than if not Dallas. Um, it, it's, a hard, it's a hard life. It really is because I was born maybe a it was a year and a half after they won their last title and heck even if i'd been born i would have been like a child so like i would have really known but i have longed to see them win a championship win that title i i kid you not i'm sure you probably have something similar to this for the jags but when they win the super bowl i have a list of things that i plan on doing whether that's like merch I'm going to buy or things oh, yeah. that I'm going to do or events that I have planned. Like I've got this already and planned out and thought in my head for when that day comes, if that day comes, honestly, and I'll be sitting here waiting. Uh, I'm with you. I think a lot of sports fans have that, especially if it's been so long and even like our age, if they've never seen the team win a championship. I mean, I mean, like you said, I have it. For when the Jaguars went in, I thought it was going to happen. Yeah, 17. I was about to say, you probably thought it was going to happen a little bit sooner, too. Um, I didn't watch Super Bowl that year. I was so heartbroken. I didn't watch that. I don't blame you, dude. I, I really I, don't blame you. I mean, you can ask my co the co-host, Pat, here on the show. And when we lost that game, I, I was at his house and I was sitting in the chair. When we lost that game, oh. I we turned the TV off. Oh, no. And I went to bed. No! And I was at four. I went to bed. I was done, and I, I had tears in my eyes. Oh, Jay. I was done. And no, it was done for me. I was. I went to bed, and oh. 
I woke up the next morning and you know the 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 wannabe Patriots fan walks into class the next Monday. Oh, free! I remember that. I was in that class too. All my, and just talking up a storm like like it was nothing. <laughs> and I remember looking at him. I said, "Not today." <laughs> oh, I did. He said, "Not today, man." So you know, it's. <laughs> I mean, I was heartbroken, man. But you know what, though, I was. It's. It's things like that that make sports fun. It's because oh, you, you feel so invested in yeah, one Yeah, dude. You, it's like you build this emotional connection with it. Like, honestly, I know it's not supposed to talk about, like, NBA and stuff, but last night the Lakers got blown out by the Phoenix Suns by 30 points, and I've recently started watching that. And when that loss happened, like, I got hurt. It, it was almost around the same, like, the same hurt that I felt with the Dez catch. Now, obviously – Definitely not near the oh, same magnitude. That broke my heart. But you still, you still feel that 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 connection. It, it's it's mind blowing how that is. So, but yeah, it's really cool how we're able to connect through sports and whatnot. So, it it's a lot, but it's fun nonetheless. Absolutely. And Nene, as we are wrapping up with this episode of road tripping, um, I just want to say thank you for coming on the show. Oh yeah. It's um, been a pleasure. I want to have you on when the actual football season's yes, coming, trucking uh, along and we actually get to talk real time. Yeah. We but, can go week by week. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, that's the goal, you know, we're going to, we're obviously we're going to kick things in high gear once the actual season comes. But right now we're trying to just get perspective on the fan bases. Yeah. Um, you know, we're still a couple months away, only two months away till preseason and training camp. So, um, is there anything you would like to leave the audience on um, thought-wise about the Cowboys as we wrap up? I mean, obviously, just like any other team, hopefully we can pull out for the Super Bowl. Guarantee it won't happen this year and probably not next year. But, you know, we're going to stay optimistic just like any other sports team. So thank you for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Oh, absolutely. Well, I'm sure we'll have you on again. you got to love the optimism that you bring. And that was Nene, the Cowboys fan, a good friend of mine. And I'm James, and I will see you back here on your favorite football podcast.